What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. My name is Pam. And I'm Jeremy. Thanks for joining us this week for another edition of My Kelly Experience. This is the series of episodes where we talk to you guys, the fans, about your various experiences with Kelly Clarkson. We know that over the course of her 18, 19 years in the industry that a lot of people have had various encounters with Kelly. Now, this doesn't necessarily always involve people that have met Kelly. Sometimes it's just people who have had impacts uh, or her music rather has had impacts on their life. And we've got uh, two very special guests that we're going to be talking to today. Pam, why don't you talk a little bit about them? Yeah. So something that, you know, I've noticed that people have written to us on Twitter about and, you know, things that Jeremy and I have spoken about that the majority of our guests so far have been people who've met Kelly and Mm -hmm. They've been fantastic stories. But what about the fans who maybe haven't met her or haven't met her as much? Which I was like, that's a really good point. We should definitely shine a light on them. And, you know, it'll be more than just one episode. Um, We have two fans today and um, one of them has met Kelly. It's a very interesting story. The other one I'm not sure has. But the overall theme of today's episode is people who are super fans of hers that have really only become a fan in the last five years. Mm-hmm. I think there's this stigma that goes on that in order to be a super fan of someone, you've had to be a fan of theirs for pretty much their whole career. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily true. There are people who've been there since the beginning who are big fans, but they're not super hardcore. And then you have people who've been a fan for five, six, seven years who maybe were a little bit late to the game, but are like insane OG insane fans. So I'm, I really wanted to talk to some of those people. So both people that we've were speaking to today became fans around 2015, 2016. So I'm really Mm -hmm. curious to hear not only their story of becoming a fan, but like kind of like why it took them that long to jump on board. I'm very, and this is not like a judgment. I'm just like genuinely curious. I'm really curious. It's not like we're going to, going to accost them. Where you been? Who were you liking before? (laughs) Who was your musical side piece before Kelly? (laughs) That would be funny. So, yeah, we're going to talk to them. And I'm I'm really excited for this because, yeah, it's a new kind of episode. And, you know, as we usually say at the end of episodes, you know, to reach out to us. But if you, you know, if you identify with this episode or if it sparks something, um, you can feel free to email us, missintopodcast at gmail.com with any of your experiences that you've had with Kelly, meaning how she's impacted you, if you've seen her live and she pointed at you, something like that. Um, we try to get to almost everyone. We do have a a lot of interest, which I'm so grateful for that people actually listen. Um, so yeah, we our, our goal, at least my goal, I don't know, maybe it's Jeremy's too. I haven't actually asked him. But my goal is to really just try to get more of this going for the rest of this year. Yeah. Um, to talk to all different kinds of people all over the world. So uh, that was just me rambling. But yeah. 
that's today's episode. I'm exactly the same way. I mean, these are actually my favorite episodes because I love talking with fans about their various experiences. And it's it's fun to hear people talk about the reasons that they enjoy her music so much and the ways that she has impacted people's lives, because you really don't know until you start hearing the individual stories from people. And so we're really excited to talk to our two guests today. Our first guest today is a fan named Yoel. Uh, welcome to the show, Yoel. Hey, buddy. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. I'm super excited. Um, I've been listening since the beginning, and I'm very, I'm a huge fan of this podcast and of you guys. So I'm excited. Oh, Thanks that's so, so nice much. of you. Thank you very much oh, for that. Uh, that Yoel, tell us, uh, tell us where you're from. I'm from California. I live in Monterey County. Nice. Oh, my God. It's really early. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's 7 19 <laughs> on oh, Saturday. No. But it's okay. It's okay. I usually wake up early because of school. So okay. yeah, I'm from Monterey, but I'm originally from Puerto Rico, actually. Yeah. Cool. Outstanding. Uh, so Yoel, uh, tell us, I guess, you know, we always start with telling people uh, to tell us their their sort of origin story. And in the past, we have been used to people who are like, well, I watched American Idol, da, da, da. Uh, but sort of this episode... Um, we're talking with people who have sort of jumped on the the Kelly train, so to speak, within just the last five or six years or so. Uh, so can you kind of tell us about how you became a fan? Yeah. Um, where do I begin? Wow. Well, <laughs> well, when Kelly Clarkson won American Idol, I was two years old. So I can't really be a fan since the very beginning. But like growing up, I always knew who she was, because when you hear the name Kelly Clarkson, it's like kind of hard to forget her name. It kind of stays in your head and I knew she was a singer but I didn't the first time I actually like saw her I was watching the Grammys in 2013 and she won an award and I remember her speech was like so hilarious and I just remembered her off of that and then god but then I became a fan in 2015 she did an interview on the Ellen show and Ellen asked her about like the haters um she was getting a lot of hate about her body and stuff like that and I was going through a lot with my body too. So I needed like a role model at that time. And Kelly was perfect for that. So I started listening to the Piece by Piece album. And then the following year, she performed Piece by Piece on American Idol. And it really moved me because I really connected with that song. So I'm like, wow, she's like so down to earth. She's real. She's a great singer. She writes amazing music. And I fell in love with her then. And I bought her album. And then Meaning of Life came out. And I bought it. I think I bought it at Black Friday and then and then I, I loved every song and then I started watching The Voice for her. Um, I watched Ugly Dolls for her. I watched <laughs> uh, the talk show came out. I have every episode recorded. I went to the Meaning of Life show um, and then she was like doing this VIP thing to upgrade your tickets and I won so then I got to go VIP. Nice. And I went to the first show. The first show was in Oakland so I, I was able to go to the first show. And yeah, she's one of the best singers on earth. I think she's super underrated and she's super incredible. And when I was doing research on her, when I was starting to become a fan, it turns out I knew a lot of her music already. Obviously, like since you've been gone is stronger, but like it was like Mr. Know-it-all and Catch My Breath and Don't You Want to Stay and Break Away and Walk Away. It's like she's been a part of my life for like as long as I can remember. And now I'm just becoming a huge fan. And... Yeah. And then the talk show came. I've been on the talk show in the audience three times now, and I'm just obsessed with her. I think she's super cool. And she's she's one of the best in the world. And she's been in this industry for almost 20 years. And I think it's incredible. So I'm a huge fan. And I don't know about you guys, but I haven't really met that many 
Kelly Clarkson fans. So every time I meet one, like when I was in the concert, I'm like, wow, these are my people. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's probably my story with Kelly. And um, I've been a huge fan for like five or six years now. So, yeah. The, the fascinating thing that I that I would love to hear from you is when you you said you joined like you you bought the piece by piece album. What was it like to go back and discover some of the older music that had already been out for you know more than a decade at that point? What was that like for you? Was it I mean, was it like kind of like Christmas morning every time you would go back and listen to an album? Because you know, we as as people who have been fans for a long time, it's sort of been all stretched out over years and years. And we get these sort of, again, the, the analogy, these Christmas morning type of feelings, you know, when a new album comes out and we get, you know, 12 to 14 little presents all at once. And we're super excited and we digest them all very quickly. But as somebody who, you know, realizes they're a, they're a big fan and then you get to go back and there's five albums before that you have yet to, you know, fully discover. What was that like going back and just getting this huge influx of music for an artist that you were really coming around to loving? It's like Christmas on steroids. That's yeah. kind yes. of how I think about it. <laughs> yeah, it was very cool. It was very exciting. I wanted to start off with her first album. And like I said, I already knew like every album that I listened to, I already knew like one or two songs because they were just huge hits. So yeah, it was very exciting. And just to see like how much she grew as an artist and how different every song is. I feel like every album is very different depending on what place she was in her life. So it was very exciting. But her voice has always been huge. I love to sing and I love music. I love all different genres. So hearing a big vocalist like her just changed throughout her career was was very cool and exciting. Yeah. Were there any songs that you like went back when you were like re when you were I don't want to say rediscovering when you were first listening to each each album? Were there any songs that you were like, oh yeah, I know the song, but I didn't realize it was by Kelly? Oh, a lot of them. I didn't know Breakaway was by Kelly. The first time I heard it, when I just da -da 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 -da, yeah, but like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blown. A moment like this too. I didn't know that was by her. I, I'm like, I've heard these lyrics before. I had a moment like that, Dunch. I did when um because like I became a fan during Breakaway. So Thankful was a whole thing that I just was not really involved with and I remember when I fa found out that Low was by her, I was like, "What?" Like not that it's a country song cuz it's not at all, but like my you know, 10-year-old brain was like, "Oh my god, that's a country song." And then I'm like, "Oh wait, this is Kelly Clarkson and it's also not country." But I remember thinking like when it was out, it was like a country tune and like I don't know, but um yeah, I had the experience and it, it's kind of funny when you realize you're like, "What the hell?" But in like a good way. It's the same thing with Walk Away. As soon as I heard the chorus of Walk Away, I'm just like, I've heard this too many times and I did not know this was Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say how old I feel when I hear you all say that she won Idol when he was two? And I was nine. Pam, Pam's over here like, oh, yeah, you know, I was only 10 when when you know whatever came out. And I'm like, I was in my apartment with my friends <laughs> when Idol came. Like we had like parties on Idol I'm nights. Jealous. I'm like, God, I feel old. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. This is something I was thinking about before. And like, you know, I don't want to like generalize or whatever, but like, you know, me, I'm I'm in my late 20s. I'll put it there. And I because I've been a fan for a good amount of time, I feel like the majority of the the people I'm I know from this fandom are mainly older than me. I think that's a fairly safe assumption. Um because, you know, 
Kelly's a full decade older than me and I was young when she won. What I think was really cool as she's gotten, you know, further in her career, she's approaching 40. Um, her, all of her fans are obviously getting older because that's just life and time. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think is cool though, obviously, I don't want anyone yelling at me, but you know, she's not like the big pop star right now. She's not Dua Lipa. She's not Ariana Grande. Um, she still has a solid fan base and she's successful. But what I love right now is that people in their early twenties and even people in their teens, I see like we have followers who, again, like kind of got on board maybe a little bit, quote unquote, later in her career. But I'm so happy that she still has that cool young fan base that's like kind of like reviving her career in a bit, if that makes any sense. Um, it's just really nice. It's it's awesome to see uh, people like Yoel who are still discovering and we and we forget and we're, we're sort of jaded as longtime fans to to re- realize that people are still discovering Kelly and her music. I mean, right now, there are people who are discovering her as a talk show host who sings songs at the beginning of her show. They're like, wow, this girl who does the talk show is really talented. She's a good singer, too, only to then re- realize she has this multi Grammy Award, multi platinum uh, career uh, that she's already underway with. Uh, So I think that was one of the reasons why so many of us were so excited about the talk show, because we knew that it was going to expose her to a whole new audience who were not hyper focused on music. And I think that's what's really exciting. And I think that's what's going to continue to make Kelly and keep Kelly a household name, even though, you know, she's now almost three and a half years removed from releasing new material as in the form of an album. Uh, so that's, that's really exciting to, to see new fans coming in, coming into the fold. Yeah. It's also cool. I don't know if you've guys seen like in her talk show, some of her, well, a lot of them, a lot of celebrity guests are huge fans of Kelly too. So it's nice to see that. that like, Oh, I'm not the only one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of them, like you didn't, we didn't know they were yeah. fans because she's, I hate to say it. She, Prior to like the voice and the talk show, she wasn't like a huge celebrity that like a lot of people will talk about. It's just the truth. I like the celebrities you know? that come on and they tell stories about how a song of hers got them through something or how they've been listening to her since such and such a they, time. They like they like voted for her on Idol, you know, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, Yoel, you made a, an interesting point uh, earlier when you were talking about going to your first shows uh, on the Meaning of Life tour and you were saying how, you know, these are your people. And I mean, I do know for a fact that there is sort of a a West Coast, California uh, conglomerate of Kelly fans. Um, what were your thoughts after sort of seeing her live for the first time and, and being sort of in and amongst your people, as you said? Yeah, it was magical. I was just I was super excited. Um, the VIP thing was really cool. And. Oh, it's hard to put into words. Usually in a concert, I like to look up the the set list so I could just be prepared. But since this was the first show, it was very hard for me. But I knew every song of Meaning of Life, and I knew all of the hits by then. So I knew a lot of the songs. I was really shocked by her voice because she was singing like, like There's No Tomorrow. And I just loved how she was talking. Like she, she I feel like she talked as much as she sang, which I loved. Yeah. And then Kelsey Ballerini was great and Bryn Cartelli. And then her cover song, it was a Miranda Lambert song. It was really, it was really amazing. 
And I just, I was just shocked by her voice. She was like blowing me away. And then she sang never enough. And she was on this thing going up and up. And I'm like, wow, she's like a huge star. And then I was right behind the bar. And then there was a lady, she was super drunk at the end of like, since you've been gone. And Kelly saw her and Kelly looked at her like, are you okay? Are you okay? And she kept calling the security because this girl was crazy. So it was really, really cool. just to see all these men and women just screaming her songs out. I'm just like, wow, I didn't know. There were a lot of Kelly Clarkson fans in California just because I never really get to see them. I think it's interesting because I think it's, I think, Jeremy, you can tell me your thoughts on this. I feel like the Meeting of Life tour is a really interesting tour, like a first tour for a fan to go to because it was a, it was a tour like, like unlike any other for Kelly. Like it was her biggest by far. So I need to be honest, I didn't think there were that many fans either until I went to a Meeting of Life show. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was sort of the arena tour that we had always known that she could do. And they they packed a lot of really great elements into it. I mean, first of all, the I mean, I'd never seen an artist do something like the Minute and Glass of Wine segment where she went live on Facebook every single night. I mean, it got to the point where even me as a fan where she was, you know, a couple months into the tour. And I'm just like, I keep getting these notifications like every, you know, weekend, like Kelly Clarkson is now live on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, again, you know, <laughs> it was like, again. Um, but it was so unique and, and and no other artist was doing that. And I just think that that was one of the reasons that made that show so different and so cool. And of course, as an artist gets further into their careers, their, their concerts kind of become more and more like these big, greatest hits extravaganzas because she's just never been that one that's like, well, I decided to go back deep into my archives. I'm going to play this song that not many of you know. Like, she's just not that person. I mean, yeah, she'll drag out, uh, you know, an older song of hers every once in a great while, but she's not trying to force people to go back and be like, all right, does anybody remember the lyrics to just miss the train? Or, you know, (laughs) does anybody remember the lyrics to you thought wrong? You know, I don't know why I'm bringing that song up, but, um, (laughs) but, but, uh, you know, she, she's going out there in these later uh, concert tours and it's just like hit after hit after hit after hit. And, on top of that, you add whatever the new album is that most people are super excited about. And it's just an all around fun experience. Plus, she's adding in the experiences of the bars, which, you know, she was intending to bring to Vegas as well. And, you know, there was, you know, all these great experiences that she was actually making it a lot of fun to go to her shows. Super expensive to go to her shows now, but uh, still, you know, accessible and just an all around great night. Plus, you know, you're going to see a really, really great performance. And I can honestly say as someone who's seen most of her concert tours that yes, the meaning of life tour was the best package all around of a tour. And I'm saying that even discounting like the Honda civic tour where she went out with Maroon five and it's like, okay, that's just a night full of really great music from two really big artists. I mean, eh. Uh, even Meaning of Life, I think, beat that tour just because of all of the different aspects of it. So I totally agree. I think that if somebody saw the Meaning of Life tour like Yoel did for the first uh, time seeing her in person, that was an excellent uh, first tour to see her. Yeah, it was huge. Were you guys planning to go to the the Las Vegas show? Yeah. Yeah, I had. To, <laughs> yeah, I had. I had tickets for, and I actually had really good tickets too. I was. I was 
I told myself I was going to treat myself and I bought really decent tickets and was super bummed that, uh, that, that didn't pan out. But what about you? Yeah. I was forcing my, I was forcing my friends. I'm like, we're going to Las Vegas this summer. I'm not going to tell you for what, but we're going, (laughs) you know, it's funny. I remember, um, when I was a couple, like this was, uh, a couple years ago, um, when Kelly did Miracle on Broadway in Nashville, I had never been in Nashville. I'd always really wanted to go and I really wanted to see Kelly. And I'm like, I don't know if any of my friends want to go or whatever. So one of my friends was like, really wanting to just travel. I'm like, great, let's go to Nashville. She's like, why? It was like the week before Christmas. She's like, why do you want to go now? I'm like, listen, I really want to see Kelly Clarkson. Merry Christmas. I'll buy your ticket. Granted, the ticket was like 60 bucks. I know Vegas was like hundreds of dollars. So it's a Uh totally different story. But I was like, 60 bucks, I can swing. I was like, we're going to see Kelly Clarkson. You're going to have fun. So I get (laughs) you being like, we're just going to go to Vegas. You don't need to know why. Yeah. (laughs) And then surprise, you know, um, so like, I'm curious, has, you know, what's been the reaction from like your friends or family um, being like a super fan? Are they aware? Yeah, they're aware. They're mostly annoyed because I'm always singing her stuff. But um, uh, tell them to listen to the Stan Stigma episode so they will know <laughs> how to treat you. <laughs> um, yeah, they're usually annoyed. I'm like, do you want to watch the Kelly Clarkson show with me? And they're like, oh, not again. I'm like, what about the voice? And they're like, no. I'm like, I have the Billboard Music Awards recorded, and they're just like, no. But um, I have all of her CDs in my car, too, so I'm usually always playing them. Um, my cousin, though, she loves to sing, too, and I introduced her to Meaning of Life album, and we sing every song from start to finish. When I Don't Think About You comes on, it's like it's like a moment for us. So everyone knows. Um, yeah, I think since my whole family is Puerto Rican, no one really knew about Kelly Clarkson, and now everyone in my family knows her name, and they... <laughs> They all say it differently. That's funny. <laughs> I love that. I think it's cool. You do have like, you know, someone you can like, you know, have that bond with in person. I did it for years and it sucked. Um, think luckily that's where the internet came in. So have you been able to like, you know, meet and by meet, I mean, literally just like, you know, chat. I don't necessarily mean like in person, but have you like connected with any other Kelly fans like online? Mm, online? Actually, no. I mean... A lot of Kelly Clarkson fan accounts pop up and I get to see stuff like that. But like when it comes to Kelly Clarkson fans, no. I think maybe when I went to the talk show in person, I got to meet people in the in the line and Oh, that's cool. So that was probably it, but not really online. Honestly, concerts or like as talk shows will say similar things. They're a great I've met a lot of people just from standing in line or just like the people next to me at a concert. So like once concerts open back up and like we're all able to like hopefully go see Kelly more, it's like such a great way to meet people. Um I, I can't tell you how many like we had someone on the show, one of our very first episodes, Moni. Um this girl, she lived in Michigan. I live in New Jersey slash New York. So they're not necessarily near each other. We both happened to be in line for three hours at a show in South Carolina. What are the odds? And then she finds this <laughs> podcast and like, it's just so random. And like now, like, you know, I know her, we chat occasionally. So it's really cool. Um, hey, Moni, if you're listening, um, <laughs> it's just, it's really cool. You literally never know who you're going to meet. That's kind of my mantra. Well, you mentioned uh, the the talk show and how you've been a couple of times, which, you know, this is where 
I'm very jealous of you being on the West Coast because you're very close yeah. uh, to L.A. and you can do the tapings. Uh, talk a little bit about the experience of, of going to the talk show. In real life. <laughs> yeah. Um, we The show was actually on a Saturday. I was like, thank God, I need tickets to a Saturday. I cannot go during the week because it is like a five-hour drive from where I am. Ooh. So we left on a Friday. We stayed at a hotel next to Universal Studios and woke up extremely early because the early show starts like at 10.30. So we needed to be there around 7, I think. So we got there, we parked and waited for a cool minute. It was hot too. It was really hot outside. And I brought my mom with me. We, we actually matched. I had some light blue jeans and a yellow shirt. And then my mom had a yellow dress and a denim jacket. So it was like, nice. I love that. And yeah, it was Wanda Sykes and the Property Brothers run. It was very early into season one. Yeah. That's so, cool. and we went on and we were like in this waiting room. Um, it was that room, the yarn room. Yeah. There was yarn and Mr. Kelly. Yeah. yeah. It was that room. And while we were waiting in there, we could hear Kelly rehearsing and it was the coolest thing. She was rehearsing two songs and I could just hear her singing. And I was annoyed because people were talking and I'm like, why are you guys talking? And Kelly's singing right next door. And, and then they sat us and then she sang, I love rock and roll. And it was super, super cool. And it was it was a great experience. And I really wanted to take a picture, but they didn't let me. And but it was a really cool show. And then yeah, I was hoping she would like say goodbye to us. She kind of just like walked away and was like, and then she left. I'm like, no, Kelly, come back. So yeah. <laughs> that was one of the things I was wondering about was, you know, what is her interaction with the audience? Because I've I've only been to a virtual taping where I didn't even make it on in the actual audience. Apparently I was out in the hallway <laughs> on one of the, one of the spare TVs. Uh, but <laughs> that has actually been a question that I've wondered is, you know, how does she interact with the audience throughout the show? I mean, does she make any sort of, uh, you know, in the commercial breaks, does she like yuck it up with the crowd or, you know, what did she do? Mm, she didn't really communicate that much. There was a warm up guy who would talk to us a lot and say, you're doing a great job. Stay awake. Um, no, every time they would go to break, 10 people would run to Kelly and start like fixing her makeup, her hair, lint roller. They were always fixing her up. Um, no, Wanda Sykes, she was more like looking in the audience and saying hi to people. I didn't really No, Kelly didn't talk to us at all. She was just doing her show. And then every time she had a chance, she would like drink water or tea or something. But she just said bye to us just like this. And then that's about it. Yeah. Be because it was early on, like, I don't know, like, how early was it? Like, are we talking like one of the first like two, three months today? Yeah, it was around October. I'm wondering, I'm wondering, and the show premiered in, in September. So I'm wondering because it was so early and in the show and, you know, she was probably still kind of nervous and, you know, still learning the ropes. I wonder, like, I don't know if you've been to it, if you went to a tape, a in-person taping since, but I'm wondering from anyone who's listening, um, if as the show has continued and, you know, obviously not the last year or so, but if, if it got any more interactive because she was so much more like relaxed and sure of how the show was going to be run, if, 
that makes sense. I think it's I think it's kind of like when you learn to ride a bike, you know, the first couple months that you're riding, you're you're being ultra careful and you you know, you've got both hands firmly on the handlebars and you know, but once you get really comfortable with it, then you're just like, "Oh, I'm going to take my hands off the handlebars and I'm going to look around more and I'm going to you get really more comfortable with your surroundings." And so it could be that as, you know, she's gotten more and more comfortable with the show and uh you know, she under, she's you know, she knows the flow back to front in her head that she can, you know, take a couple of seconds to, you know, say hi to somebody in the audience or something like that. But I could I could see why early on maybe that didn't happen. But hopefully it will, you know, whenever in person stuff. I wonder if they're going to continue and just do virtual for good. I'm sure they want oh, an audience, but gosh, I hope not. I, I hope uh, not. It's it's cool that they're able to bring people from all over the country. Because obviously I'm mm. like so opposite coast, so it's but it you know I did it once, it was enough. But thanks, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Love so, you. So, Noelle, uh, uh, one more question for me, really. Uh, since again, you uh, you kind of jumped on later in Kelly's career, did you find yourself attaching to a particular song in her catalog? Maybe one that you know means the most to you, or are you still sort of in that phase where you kind of like everything that she does. Mm, I'm sure you guys can agree, but my favorite song, and I feel like it'll always be my favorite song. It's sober. I, I love sober. It's, it's, it's so good. Yeah. Just the lyrics, the way she performs it live. I think it's incredible. Um, beautiful disaster really stuck with me. The live version. I think it's really beautiful. Um, out of, uh, obviously piece by piece. And I don't think about you it was great, but every time Mr. Know It All comes on, it just puts me in like a, a great mood. I love her sass, her attitude, the way she yes. performs it. It's one of my favorites. Do you like the country version? Have you heard the country version of Mr. Know It All? Yeah, there's a no. I don't know there was there. <laughs> Jeremy yeah, and I are not yeah. as big of fans. If you go on YouTube, there's like a they like release like a country version. Like was it was it was it like a year later? It's like not as good, yeah. but the original is fantastic well and i love that you said mr know-it-all because that's that's not a a conventional answer from people um so i i love that you chose yeah. that song especially from a from an album that has you know a huge hit like stronger on it i mean mr know-it-all which was the first single i mean that one sort of gets overlooked because stronger was such a massive anthem of a hit that we forget sometimes that that was actually a really really good song as well so i'm really glad that you mentioned that one yeah. and let me down forgot to mention let me down yes justice made, that should have been a single you you've made a friend for life from pam because you have uh, picked yeah, that well song. i love you <laughs> <laughs> hey buddy so uh so good to talk to you and so good to meet you thank you so much for uh, spending some time early uh out on the west coast uh with us this morning we really do appreciate it and uh i hope that you know our paths cross somehow you know maybe when we all decide i think that if they do decide to do vegas shows if pam wouldn't mind hanging out with me in person <laughs> we might actually like pick the same vegas show and we'll let everybody know and say, hey, we're all going to Vegas on this date. We would love for you to come and join us. Uh, we certainly hope that you would be able to be one of the people that would be there because it would be great to meet you. Absolutely. Yeah, you guys too. Thank you for having Thank me. Thanks so much, Uel. Thanks great so much, to talk We'll to talk you. to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. We welcome now uh, our next guest to the podcast, Donald. Donald, good morning. Thanks for coming to uh, be on the podcast with us. Good morning. Glad to, glad to meet you. Donald, tell us where you're from. Um, I'm from uh, southern New Hampshire. 
Nice. I've been to New Hampshire once. It was for a couple of hours. Um, I think it's what was the town? There was a there's a venue in. Are you anywhere near Derry? I've heard. I don't know. Not too far. Okay, that's just I've been saying. Okay. That was my one time in New Hampshire. Was for like eight hours in Derry, New Hampshire. That's pretty much my extent. It was the the foliage was beautiful. That's my extent. <laughs> <laughs> the foliage was great. I have no experience of being in New Hampshire. I have friends who work in Manchester, and that's the about extent of uh, of my New Hampshire exposure. Uh, well, Donald, we're we're so glad that you could be on the show with us today. Um, I get the first thing we always ask Kelly fans uh, and people who guest on the show is uh, your origin story of how uh, Kelly kind of became part of your life. Sure. So before I say that, I want to say that I've never been the type of person to be a Uber fan or an exciting fan or like I, I didn't have posters on the wall. I didn't collect the, like tons of albums of any artist. I had crushes on a few artists when I was a teenager. Um, and uh, for Kelly, um, I watched American Idol. I voted for her. Uh, but then I didn't really like become a fan at that point. I know I knew all her hits and kind of just, you know, lo- loved to hear her songs, but just wasn't really a fan. Um, like not like a uber fan. Like, you know, I liked her music, but sure. Um, but uh, in uh, the summer of 2016, she started doing these uh, Facebook lives every week. And because um, I at least liked her music, I had, um, you know, followed her. So they started showing up in my notifications and I started watching them and she just so personable and then just they were just, you know, she didn't even wear makeup and she was just herself. And and I all of a sudden just like instantly like mega fan. And so, you know, I just, uh, you know, started like uh, listening to her music, um, you know, just uh, really, really just got into um, being a fan. I'd missed the, all the concerts before that point. So like obviously that was just after the one before meeting life so I, I hadn't been to any concerts or anything um, but that that's when I started and then um, I kind of then just wanted to fast forward to the year after that because that there wasn't much in between but in the fall of 2017 um, she was releasing her Mina life album so um, I bought the uber package with the signed album and yeah. the sweatshirt and and I also bought the uh, record too even though I really don't play records I just wanted to buy that and I was just all excited um, you know the first album that she released that I was already a fan of hers you know and so it was kind of exciting and um, then even more exciting than that is I found out that she was going to be at a multi-artist radio show in New York City. I think I was at that show because it was at the one that was it was like at Madison Square Garden, but it was like the upstairs. Yes, I was there, uh, too. I saw your your note and I was not Julie. Um, Julie Michaels, I think. Julie Michaels and some other guy. I don't remember some other. Um, yeah, I don't remember the other guy. Yeah. I do remember Julia. I don't know why I said Julie Massey. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, um, it was a nice little theater. I was surprised how small it was because when I heard Madison Square Garden, I thought it was going to be a bigger right. theater. So um, it was it was a really enjoyable show. It was only, you know, like 25 minutes or so. It was like, you know, a short set, but I really enjoyed it. But what I wanted to mention to you guys is that because it was in New York City and I live like you know, 30, 40 minutes north of Boston, I had to figure out how to get there and back, but I didn't want to spend a lot of money. Yeah. So I booked round trip public bus from Boston to New York and back 
um, from uh, New York to Boston, but I didn't book a hotel. <sighs> so I slept on the bus down. Oh my um, gosh. And I ate locally. I went to the show and then my bus back wasn't until two in the morning. So I, I sat out in a terminal for four I was going to say, were you just like <laughs> hanging out at Port Authority like all night basically? Yeah. Oh. Um, I, I did go out to, uh, um, you know, look around a little, but I wasn't kind of uncomfortable. It was like New York. So I just sat That there. late at night, <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and so um, literally 27-hour round trip for a 25-minute show. Yikes. And I was proud of it. I was like, yeah, I went down there, I saw that show, and I came back. So That's awesome. I slept I was, both ways. So. so going back to your like earlier comment about, you know, you had been kind of like a casual fan, you know, not really following stuff early in the career, and then seeing the Facebook Lives. That was, I think, the summer that she did a bunch of performances, Facebook Live, and then she was like, hey, guys, I'm going to be on like Atlantic Records. I think it was that summer. Um, yeah. So, but what I think is interesting, and I've had so many experiences with this, like seeing people that they are like, yeah, her like radio hits are fine. They're good. Whatever. I don't get why me, Pam, why you're such a big fan, whatever. And I'm like, cause there's more to it and people don't realize it. And then when they see either her sing live, whether that's on TV or in person, and then they actually hear her talk and that she's a complete, just, she's absurd in like the best way possible that people get start to understand. And I feel like that's exactly what happened to you. And I'm so happy that you finally jumped on the bandwagon because you know what? Better late than never. And I think, you know, you came on at a really good time, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, she, I, the voice and the talk show was even after that. But yeah, you, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you uh, joined us. <laughs> it was funny because you know, sometimes you see like um, stars from the past that have kind of faded out and then all of a sudden they interact with their fans on on um, social media and stuff. So at the time she had been a little quiet for a while and she hadn't released Meeting a Life yet. And so I was kind of like secretly hoping that she would become one of those like past stars that you could easily more interact with. She and used so to then be. be. Right. Yeah. And then she became this superstar right right overnight. Yeah. yeah. The next few years after that. I'm glad she did. But it was kind of like the secret thing. Like, well, maybe because I've seen I, I have some family members and friends that have people that were bigger stars that are not now and they, they interact with them all the time. And so mm -hmm. that was that's what I started with. But I'm really happy that she has her shows. Um, the, her talk show was just amazing. And and she's amazing on The Voice. Definitely. Now, one of the big reasons why we wanted to talk with you today has to do with another story that you have, and that is um, you sort of mentioned that you, in between going from New Hampshire to New York, you have to stop in Boston. And uh, tell us a little bit about your story about MixFest from Boston. Oh, sure. Yeah, so the um, New York concert was like a Wednesday or Thursday night. And the Mix Fest was on Saturday. Um, my son was a huge fan of Heartbeat Song. And so uh, he was calling himself a Kelly fan. He was seven at the time. And so he and I went down to the free outdoor Mix Fest concert. Um, and I didn't tell him about it until we were waiting in line. And then he could hear her practicing in the background. And that kind of gave it away. It says, OK, we're going to see Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> His first real concert, we had gone to like um, Kids Bop at one point. I don't count that. <laughs> so it was his first real concert. 
And so um, we were there really early and we were at the back gate, which is way, way away from the stage. There were a, a lot longer line right next to the stage because they thought they could get there quicker. But because of security, I was first in line. We dashed all the way and got front row because, you know, it was easy, easier to get there than from the long line in the front. So we're hanging out there front row. Um, we got our lawn chairs out there and um, the, one of the um, DJs coming around with a camera and he's interviewing people. And my son jumped up to the um, to the uh, fence and said, me, you know, I want to be interviewed. And, uh, you know, instead of being that hover parent, I just kind of sat back and I just watched. And uh, uh, the, the beauty of it was, is that it was just so adorable, um, the, the, the chemistry of the, um, the uh, interview. And uh, so we enjoyed that. And then um, about an hour later, some random person shoves their iPhone in my face and says, see, and it was Kelly Clarkson had retweeted that interview and said, I'm in love with Joshua. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And that's so cool that it happened like right there. It didn't happen like, you know, a day or two later. It happened literally while you were still physically on the premises. You haven't even seen her yet. No, we hadn't seen her yet. This is just before the show still. And first of all, first of all, what is what does Joshua think about his social media uh, experience getting retweeted by Kelly? Oh, he loved it. That that was just so amazing. Um, and then, um, you know, as we continue with the story, there's some other exposure he got, which is kind of yes. Crazy, so. Please tell us. So um, then, uh, maybe another uh, half an hour, hour later, the DJ came back, and he goes that um, we want to bring uh, Joshua back to meet Kelly. Um, so he gave us all access passes, um, put them around our necks, and you could tell the girls standing next to us were just like, "That's not fair." <laughs> I've um, seen I've seen the video where he gets the passes, and you can yeah. just look at the girl's face right next to you guys, like, "There's more yeah. of those, right?" <laughs> and then uh, we get around to the back, and they give him a wristband, and they don't give me a wristband, and they say, "Sorry, Kelly's very strict. Only people with wristbands get to meet her." <sighs> And like, okay, that's okay, because what happened, which is really weird, keep in mind, I'm already a major fan. I just did that round trip to New York City. Yeah. But at the moment, it was about my son. And for the rest of the time, I'm going to explain to you, I was so focused on the experience my son was having, I did not realize the gravity of what I'm about to tell you about the experience until later. So it was just it was just so cool because it was about my son. So and Pam and I know uh, know sort of where the story is going, and I think a lot of it's, a lot of fans may even know because they might remember Joshua's I, name and yeah. the video that went around afterwards. I saw this, and I remember like I specifically saw it like that day or whenever it came when went on like YouTube, like this whole thing, and I just it was so cool to finally put like you know the face to the name like or you know, father to son. Um, It was really cool because I was like, I definitely saw this like years ago and it was really adorable. So yeah, can you just tell everyone about that? Yes. So Joshua gets the wristband and then what happens? So they bring us to the tent where they're doing the video interviews um, of the the, um, the stars. Um, There was uh, Blondie, not Blondie. I can't remember the other ones. Um, For some reason, I'm blocking out what the other stars were. But uh, Kelly was the headliner for the night. Um, or the day, it was daytime. 
And um, so they brought us into the tent. They said, wait here. Um, And then she wasn't really supposed to interact with us before. She was just supposed to interact with him during the interview because they wanted to surprise her with him in the interview. But she noticed uh, us in the tent and came up to us. Um, So um, I introduced myself. Hi, I'm Donald. I shook her hand. But again, I'm thinking the experience with her. So I immediately started talking to her about stuff with Josh and having her engage with him. And again, I'm not thinking about, oh, my goodness, I actually just met Kelly Clarkson. Just totally weird experience. You like blacked out, and basically. Yeah. It was, <laughs> like I said, I was in I was in dad mode. Yeah. And so they brought um, they brought her on to the set. They recorded some questions. And then at one point they just brought him in to quote surprise her. Of course, she knew. And the interview was just adorable. Um, and, uh, you know, it was just it was just quite an experience. And keep in mind, I said that was his first concert. So yeah. it was very hard after that to explain to him, this is not how it normally goes. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to meet her every time. <laughs> he's adorable. Like, I, I loved and like, he's seven. Like, he has like, he's brave for a seven-year-old. I feel like I was a little shy, nothing. So, like, he's just like, hey, what's up? I'm seven. You know, it's really cute. And I, I love him. Is he still a Kelly fan now? Yeah, he is. He Good. definitely is. Uh, he's, he's sung a lot of her songs since then. Uh, one of the <laughs> things was, is that one of the cute things about the interview is the DJ asked him um, back at, earlier in the day, asked him to sing a song and he sang heartbeat song, but it was kind of like mumbled it, you know, because like a seven year old would do. Exactly. And that's what was so adorable about it. I think that's one of the reasons why Kelly, you know, uh, retweeted him. Um, but yeah, since then he's sung some of her songs and, um, he just, he's really a big fan. So, and of course I am too. By the way, you were right. Uh, it was Blondie and Andy Grammer that were on that, uh, on that bill, uh, for Mixed Fest. so random about Blondie, but cool, but just really random. Yeah. Um, so, and what I also loved about the interaction that your son and Kelly had on the couch was that Kelly said that her daughter River also loved heartbeat song obviously and that she sang it very similarly to how your son sang it because she's also like oh yeah i'm like hey, my heartbeat song <laughs> which i thought yep. was i think that's probably the reason why i think she loved so much your son's performance because she exactly. saw a lot of her own daughter in that performance exactly so it just you know a lot of these events happen with all these little minor chances that if one thing was different it wouldn't have happened yeah, yeah. you pick you pick the right so you pick the right gate to go into. You had just the right speed to get to the front of the the fence. You had you were right place, right time, and you know I mean look as as, as also a dad, I, I can say that you know, I look forward to taking my son to his first concert, and I am in a position to where if it is an artist that he actually really likes, I might be able to let him meet that artist. But uh, I would also have to say the same things that you say, where be like, Hey, by the way, this is not how it always goes. Like everybody in this arena is not going back and shaking hands and hugging this artist. Right. Uh, so I, I, I love that you had that experience. And then um, they uh, did a picture with uh, uh, her and uh, Josh after and she motioned to have me come into the pictures. So uh, that's my Twitter profile picture is Kelly and I. So. That's awesome. Which is, cla- which is classic Kelly. Totally is. Yeah. Now, am I correct? This is not the only interaction that they have had? No, because uh, fate continued to uh, be kind to us. And a couple months later, um, I, uh, we were trying to get when um, 
tickets to the Kiss 108 Jingle Ball in Boston, and she was also in that event. And the um, the prize we were trying to call in for was a meet and greet. And so uh, we were calling, we were all calling, and my wife actually got through. And so she ended up giving her name and address, so it ended up being her ticket. So she brought Joshua. And so when uh, they finally um, got to the, the meet and greet part, first of all, she recognized him and remembered his name and said so, which was, oh, you're Joshua, which was really cool. That's yeah. awesome. And then second of all, this is the part that kind of was like, whoa. And this is a quote from my wife, so I can't 100% say it was true. But she goes, <laughs> oh, yeah, last time you were with that handsome man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. So, th- so at this point, meeting Kelly is old hat for Joshua, and he's you know he's got it down, and they're they're basically just catching up on old times and what they've missed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the, but that was a standard meet and greet. And you know how quick yeah. those go. That's sure. like one or two minutes a person you're flying. If through, that, if you're lucky, is, yeah, is a group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was the standard mode. That wasn't the special one that he had the first time. So. Now, how did uh, how does your wife, uh, when it comes to the level of Kelly fandom, I mean, she, she obviously, uh, you obviously are a big fan. Uh, Joshua is a big fan. Is she sort of along for the ride, or is this sort of a the whole family is is on the Kelly train? Um, she's definitely a fan. She actually told me that she was a fan earlier than me, and just I guess we never really talked about it. So you know how people <laughs> just have their music interests, and you don't always talk about everything. But yeah, she sure. was a fan before I was, um, and she, she's definitely a fan. She was excited. We all three of us went to the Mean in Life concert um, in Boston. Um, and we we sat on a side stage uh, where one of those ramps come out. Oh, cool! And at one point. Um, she did wave to us, but she waved to a lot of people, so I don't know if she actually recognized us. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard to tell. Um, but yeah, they, they they were both excited to go to that concert with me. I love that you're you've been able to have these these moments and these memories with your son so young because, uh, you know, I, I'm such a such a fan of music in general that I'm you know I have a six year old at home and he has shown absolutely no real big interest in music other than songs from the Captain Underpants soundtrack. <laughs> so uh, I'm just trying to find any sort of inroad that I can get him to really enjoy music. Uh, so I, I love that Josh. Joshua has, uh, you know, attached himself to loving music and, and I mean, selfishly that he's attached himself to this particular artist. Um, so I, I love that you guys have those memories as a family already. Uh, and it's it's so great to see that, you know, we've got this whole new generation of fans that are that are going to be coming up. And, and I love that that's going to be his. Like, I like to call it like your Jeopardy fun fact. Um, I love that this is going to be sort of his fun fact when he gets to like elementary school or, or junior high or even high school. Be like, yeah, you know, very casually just be like, yeah, I met Kelly Clarkson a couple of times when I was a kid. You know, we're kind of like this. She knows me. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so what's sort of what's sort of next for your family and uh, and and with Kelly? I mean, are, are you guys, you know, going to continue to go see her in concert? Is is Josh? was still going to stay up with with her music are you going to continue to share hers and other uh music in the house 
Oh, definitely. Um, we'll definitely go continue to see her. We, we were thinking of going to the Las Vegas re- residency before that got shut down. So if that resumes, we'll probably try to make it out for that, definitely. Nice. And, you know, I realize with her new angle in her career, she's probably not going to tour as much. So that would probably the next thing we'll go see. Um, I would also like to see a taping in person. Yeah. Um, I love going to a virtual taping of the Kelly Clarkson show, is, but I still would love to be there in person. So I feel you on that. Me too. I think it's really cool that it's just like, it's such a family affair. Like I know me, I've like struggled to like have my family, like understand why I'm such a fan of something. And like, you know, over time they've eventually, they're just like, all right, it's her thing. She's into it. Just let her do whatever. But, um, it's really cool that you guys have, it's just like one mutual love and I guess a hobby for lack of a better term that your whole family is just like on board with and super into and there's like no judgment. And I think that's really rare and I think it's really special. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm glad that they, I mean, they're obviously not at my level, but I'm glad that they are because I've talked to um, over social media, other um, Kelly Clarkson fans where their family is not on board at all. They're not interested. They don't even, they just don't get it. And yep. it's, you know, it's, it's tougher. So I am happy that, that, that it's like this. So look, I'm hiding in a basement recording a Kelly Clarkson podcast and my family's upstairs. They're, they're not like my studio audience over here. So I completely uh, understand that. And I'm envious that, uh, that you and the whole family are, are on board. Well, Donald, uh, first and foremost, please give our best to Joshua. Tell him uh, that we said hello. And uh, thank you so much for, for taking the time to be on the show with us today. We loved your story and uh, we can't wait to, to hopefully get to bump into you along the way some point. Yeah, definitely. And it was an honor meeting you guys. I know it's just virtually, oh. uh, but I've listened to enough of your podcasts that you, you guys yourself are starting to become, you know, like you have the, you always have those mini stars that, you know, like uh, you have this, the Uber fans that everybody's fans of. And so it was, it was a pleasure to meet you. Oh, thank well, you thank so you. much for listening. I really appreciate it. It's really cool that we're, you know, Jeremy and I are doing this. It started as like a boredom passion project and it's turned into something that, you know, other people are actually listening to it's kind of still kind of crazy and it's really cool so thank you so much and um it was really great talking to you and uh yeah i hope you have a good one okay you too thank you well, we want to thank uh, both Yoel and Donald for being our guests today on this edition of the Mike Kelly Experience on Missing the Podcast. Again, if you have got any kind of connection to Kelly, whether you have or have not met Kelly in person and you've got a great story about how her music or even the talk show has impacted your life, we would love to hear your story. You can reach out to us on social media. We're at Missing the Podcast everywhere. And you can also email us your story a little more long form, uh, missing the podcast at gmail.com. Again, uh, we read each and every story that comes in and, uh, we're trying to get through everybody really who has written into us. Uh, there's, there's a lot to go through. Um, I, it's one of my favorite things about this fandom is that there are so many people who have these varying stories in their lives about how Kelly has impacted them. And, you know, some of them are in sort of the smallest ways. And then we've got some stories that we're hoping to tell in the coming weeks that are just really big, incredible stories uh, that we really can't wait to, to share with everybody because uh, some fans may already know about them, but not everybody does. And these are stories that really uh, we're excited to tell. So we'll be uh, continuing to do those uh, as we go on down the line. You said it well. Um, remember, if you are on Apple, 
uh, podcast, you can rate and review us. That would really help us out. We appreciate it and we read them and it's really awesome. And uh, I think that's really about it. We'll be back next Tuesday with a new episode. And until then... Have a good one. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com. 